Welcome to RoomNow Blogs, an audio file selection from a previously published RoomNow blog. Hi, I'm Dr. Jack Cush, Executive Editor of RoomNow, and the author of this blog entitled Tips for Arthritis Travelers. This originally was published on August 18, 2015. Arthritis can be a problem, but more so when people travel. Pain, weakness, mobility issues, fatigue, all compound someone's effort to enjoy themselves when they travel. Patients have to contend with a multitude of issues that we don't usually think about that can be problematic for them. This includes TSA, their rules and screening, etc., traveling with injectables, traveling with medications, sleep problems, and the risk of a disease flare or worse, complications of disease like blood clots and, and hospitalizations, etc. So these are some of my most common rules that have worked well for me and my patients over the years. Uh, many of these are more style and experience rather than and the art of medicine rather than the science of medicine, but they tend to fill the needs of those who are traveling. I'm going to offer you some rules and the rationale. Rule number one, avoid or delay your travel if your arthritis or condition is doing poorly or uncontrolled. The rationale is travel can be stressful very demanding. There's a lot more walking, lifting, standing, uh, and exertion than you can possibly imagine. Although it doesn't seem like much, it is much, much worse when you're traveling. The further you are from home, the more the challenges, challenges are that you'll experience, and the fewer resources you're going to have to manage these problems. Hence, it may be wise to delay travel if you have been sick, meaning if you were in the hospital recently, if you were in the doctors with an uncontrolled, you know, flare and, and emergency medicine in the last few weeks or week, it may not be wise to make that trip to the Bahamas. Rule number two, step up or increase your arthritis medicines as you travel. So I tell my patients to consider taking an extra pill on the days you travel and sometimes the day after or days wherein you're going to have high levels of activity. What pill should you increase? Well, it's the one that you regularly take for pain and or to control your disease. So if you take two Advil a day, maybe two Advil twice a day. If you take three Tylenol a day or one Tylenol a day, double it and take it twice a day. If you don't take prednisone, but you used to, maybe taking prednisone in a low dose, five milligrams a day on the days of travel and days of excessive activity would be wise. So I've noticed that patients who do fairly strenuous things like traveling to Europe and Italy where there's a lot of walking, going on ski vacations in the winter, they're able to actually tolerate these activities much better if they escalate their activity and travel through the airports is not quite as demanding or as painful. You should ask your doctor what medicines would be best to increase when you are traveling. And again, these are just short-term increases and can be done so without much in the way of toxicity or side effects. Number three, travel smart and be prepared for flares, lost meds, accidents, and emergencies. Always bring your medicines with you. Always bring your medicine list with you. Pack a few extra days of your usual medicines and um, maybe even your last doctor's note. When I see my patients, I give them a copy of the note that we just wrote for this, day, this day's visit and tell them to travel with that because it's got all the diagnoses, all the medicines, the allergies, and their most recent story on there. It would also be a good idea to have pharmacy and primary care doctor phone numbers listed somewhere on you. You may need them during travel. Number four, 
meds should be part of your carry-on bag. A doctor's note isn't needed to get your medicines through airport security. So TSA will allow you to take medicines through, whether it's medicines in a bottle, medicines in syringes with needles. It's not that big a deal. I don't know of anybody that's ever been stopped. TSA rules require that you prove your medication is yours. So the bottle should have your name on it, of course. Your proof can be the label from the prescription box that you can tear off and put with, with the syringe uh, that you're gonna carry with you. Carry your meds on you and a part of, not, not, don't check them with the luggage to go in the uh, underbelly of the plane, put them in your carry-on bag and, and have them close to you throughout the travel. Number five, plane travel, pack a smart and, uh, and light amount of, of, of material. Most people overpack. Read up and learn how to reduce your baggage. Traveling with four bags when you're going away for one week makes no sense. Um, you should tip someone to carry your bags uh, and, and if you are carrying more than one bag, you should check your luggage. If you have arthritis and you are weak, don't be a martyr. Don't try to carry on two roller boards and try to lift them into the overhead bins when you can barely get them off the couch or the, or the bed when you're packing them. Um, also, don't be a martyr when you're in the airport. If you're having mobility issues, ask for a wheelchair or electric cart to escort you to the gate and around the airport it will basically save your trip. Um, it is important to exercise on the plane by doing stretching, shoulder and ankle circular movements, move your legs as if you're bicycling. Often the airport magazine has a section on exercises that you can do. Read them and do them, especially if you're on a flight for more than an hour. Number six, if you're traveling by car, you should stop every two hours to walk, stretch and move. Prepare your car before the travel to allow you for maximal comfort. Maybe you could use some pillows, an ice chest, some water or refreshments. Again, you should do the same exercise you do on the plane if you're going to be in the car for more than two hours. Shoulder rolls, ankle circles, move your legs as if bicycling. Number seven, injectable medicines. What should you do with them? Either you should take them before the trip or take them after the trip, but you can take them as a carry-on. So if you're taking an injectable biologic therapy, such as Embrel, Humira, Cosentix, uh, anything that you might inject every week, every two weeks, etc., and you're due to get an injectable during the time that you're away, again, the timing of these medicines isn't that precise. You can take your medicine a few days early and a few days late and have no consequence to the control of your disease activity. You should ask your doctor to back up this advice. Um, but if it is going to be that you're going to be away for an extended amount of time and you need to travel with injectable therapies, there is no need to bring an ice chest or refrigeration or dry ice with you. You just, just need to take it out of the refrigerator. I suggest you wrap it in bubble wrap and put it inside your purse or your briefcase and, or the carry-on bag that you're going to have with you. And once it's outside the refrigerator, that medication can be kept at room temperature in a dark, cool place at room temperature and still be effective medicine for up to 30 days. The FDA has issued recent guidance on this for what happens during disasters and floods and hurricanes when people will lose refrigeration and they say the same thing. Medicines like injectable insulin are still good for 30 days. Syringes are allowed on planes and they're going to be safe in hotels. Again, keep them at room temperature in a cool dark place until you're going to use them.
Number eight, know the terrain of where you're going and plan ahead. You should prioritize your, act prioritize your acti activities. Um, note that you will need some times for both rest and intermittent activity. Talk to travel agents, call the airport, call the hotels, ask them about the physical layout and the demands. Again, in Europe, there's a lot of stairs and walking and whatnot that, um, are, uh, that is different than the United States. There, you won't find escalators and elevators as readily available. Um, you may want to actually know where the handicapped um, services are and where the rooms are. For instance, you could ask for a room at the hotel that's close to the elevator as, as opposed to being put on the next available room, which could be three miles from the elevator or from the front desk. So again, you should also ask about medical services where you're going, especially if you think you may need one while you're traveling. Is there a doctor affiliated with that hotel or someone they can advise? Number nine, protect yourself. Carefully choose your clothing, clothing uh, when traveling. Uh, some, again, you don't want to overpack, but you want to have a clothing that's appropriate and comfortable for you. If you have a skin condition uh, and are photosensitive, you should be sure to pack sunscreen, at least an SPF 30, and bring this with you. Wear hats, long sleeve, use rubber soled shoes or shoes that have a good shoe insert that allow for you to have comfort while walking a lot. Number 10, ask your rheumatologist about medications that you should or shouldn't travel with. That's it for this issue. Be sure to listen to other RoomNow blogs.